Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back. That was a good one. She Now you get... Now I get it on Zoom. You guys can't see it. But she like affirms it for herself now. It's not... It's no longer needing to be an external validation in case you haven't noticed that. Listen, you know what? We're... Things are happening. Growth. <laughs> you guys get to see it in real time. Yeah. These little moments that I feel like we often, I, I feel like we've gotten better at it, but we forgot that like they're only listening. They can't see us. So when we say things, <laughs> we have to also then paint the picture for the boo crew. Sometimes we show you, yeah. but like not often. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming back. <laughs> Always. Always. So I'm, we're, we're currently recording, like, listen, our recording times are always so fun. So Becca's on spring break. So now we're recording in like the early afternoon, which not that we've never done this before, cause we've definitely recorded in the early afternoon, but it's always been like on a weekend or also if you're on holidays. So it's like an interesting time of day. And the first thing I said when we came on zoom was I was like, can you hear Andrew? Because like we've established many times it's like paper mache walls in this condo. And he wears, he likes to tell me that the reason why he sounds loud has nothing to do with decibel level or anything. His reasoning is that he wears two headphones. Therefore, they're noise canceling. Therefore, that's why it sounds like to me that he's loud because he can't hear his volume. I, and I'm like, no, you're just still loud. How is still he talking with noise canceling headphones? I know, right? That's what I know. I feel like I need. I can't hear shit I don't know. going on. Like I could never, I couldn't even hear myself breathing if I had noise canceling headphones in. It's, it's honestly the most infuriating thing in the world because Toby, as we know, is likes to cry. So if I'm on a call in here, mm-hmm. I'm like, what's his problem? And then I go outside and he's like, living in bliss in his noise canceling. Maybe you need to get a pair and then just let him cry. Let Toby cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. But the joke is that even though I now have these new fancy schmancy headphones Mm -hmm. that I can have two of, I still only wear one because (laughs) for a year and a half, I was in the habit of using one. So now I have these like blisters because I've been like taking these skull candies for a little test drive. And I have these blisters, but only on the inside of one ear because I never wear both. Or are you shoving them into your ear? Probably too far. But I also have very small ears. People have told me that I have very small ears. So I'm like, ow. Anyway, that's so if you hear uh, a very loud man excited about marketing, that's Andrew. I thought he was watching football or some type of sporting event. It sounded like he was watching something on he TV. He doesn't watch. He would never watch sports. Never in a million years. Yeah, he would get never. that excited about like the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> no, you need to, if you give him a good spreadsheet, no problem. Like you could probably get him to do some kind of one of those. What's the thing where the people, they do the sports betting and it's a, what am I talking about? Draft the, like f- during football, fantasy season? football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That yeah, he can organize. He it. could probably just do it. He would. He would be the one who's like, "I'll do the spreadsheet. I know nothing about stats or players, but like, let me figure this out for the for the office." You know, he yeah, would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. But he has no idea what he's doing. Other than that, my back my background noise is that's happening is brought to you by our landscapers, landscapers, um, and the fact that we I'm never home at this p- time. Yeah, it's a great time for landscaping. I can't say his name because then he's going to perk up and get alerted. But the dog that I have. Oh, no, don't do it. Will is going to notice him. I think it's just he's now like a third. You don't talk about him. No, get it. He's currently curled up in between my feet. <laughs> so I'm hoping he just stays there. <laughs> oh, miss my joke. Oh, yes, I did. No, I, I, it registered after the fact. Yes. Someone wrote that on a reel and I was like, yes, <laughs> he, like this is the only one that we talk about. It's Bruno. 
this is the only Bruno we talk about from Encanto. Yes. Which yeah. is actually one of my favorite movies. That movie made me cry. I watched it for the first time in front of my students. And I got so emotional. They were like, oh, so she goes crying again. Like, I've cried in front of them so many times out of happiness, out of pride, out of frustration. Oh, I just cry in front of my kids all the time. They're like, oh, great. Here she goes again. It's not even effective. They're probably like, which one is it this time? Is she happy? Yeah, like, oh, she's God, sad. what's wrong with her? <laughs> what's wrong with her? <laughs> so vibe check. How's life? I feel like I think we've I may have told the boo crew this or maybe just you, but the way that my condo is set up, this lovely builder that made this lovely condo that I love, this castle in the sky, they have somehow made the ventilation system come from the bathroom where we have Toby's poop house in the bathtub because that's what happens when you live in a condo. There's no room for your cat's poop house. So I don't take baths because that's actually Toby's bathroom. But the vent above the tub feeds into the vent above my desk. So when he oh, poops no. in my office, I it's like he pooped in my face. And Andrew is always like, you're being dramatic. And I'm like, there is no vent above your desk wafting poop into your face, is there? So then I always make him come in here because he never believes me. And I have to do it every time. It's like, how many times do I have to prove to you that it smells like poop in here? Every single time. He's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm like, well, nothing. I don't want you to do anything. But when he poops right beside you, scoop the poo. Like if I'm having a meeting. Yeah. So I sent him a text right before we started recording. Well, we started recording and then I was like, oh God, it smells. But he's not going to, he's not. I wonder if you got one of those like Glade plug-in things for a vent and you can just put it so that it like can somehow at least waft it back. No, like Like, like make it less, like, like deodorize it as it's coming out. You know what I mean? True. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know if that's how like that works. No joke. Know. Above my head. Above my head. Like it just, it's literally like he pooped above my head. <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly that's less than ideal. For sure. Not, no. It could be anywhere in the house too. It could be literally anywhere in the house and it's above the desk. <laughs> like, oh no. It's just wild. It's a, it's a wild recording. We really bring everyone on our journeys with us lately. Our last few episodes, everyone's just like, buckle up. Yeah, now at this point, we're like, let's just press play and see what happens. <laughs> there is planning that goes into it, but I feel like it's better when we don't over plan. Because that is a thing. You can over plan. I have so much fun when we don't over plan. It's a lot less totally. stressful. Totally it is. That's yeah. also just the season of life. I think you can just hear it. Hear it. When we talk, like, this is where we're at, guys. Listen, we're just doing the best we can. <laughs> Aren't we all, though? Aren't we all? Oh. Aren't we all? Somebody told me yesterday that they, like, listened to our podcast, and I didn't even know that they listened to our podcast, and that's always, like, the best. Mm. You know, you know people that you just assume wouldn't? Yeah, like, there's just people in my life that I'm like, you know what I mean? There's just people in my life where I'm like, I'm not even going to bother telling them to listen to the pod, which I think is, like, obviously, should, I should do that, but... Yeah, it's like I shouldn't do that. And then, yeah, I was like, walk, they were walking Luna yesterday. It's some chick who I barely know. Hi, you're going to listen. <laughs> but in our condo is like, hey, like I listened to your podcast. Congratulations on 50 episodes. And I was like, I didn't even know that she knew I had a podcast. Yeah. Like, how does she know I have a podcast? Then we realized that I realized like she was following me on social media and I didn't know, like, how wild is that? And then we talked about like what her favorite episodes were. And I was like, oh, how cool. How cool. She also said that she agrees with what we talked about on this last episode where. Wait, is it this last episode? Our, our, <laughs> yeah, this last episode, our, our half centennial. Oh, when okay. it was, okay. well, no, not this. So last, it'll be kidding, a couple weeks our ago. Centen- our half centennial. <laughs> our half centennial when we talked about um how like our inhibitions just like you know we're like don't have inhibitions as much anymore when we're talking we're just kind of like just shooting the shit mm-hmm. and we don't care as much like I, I like that I like that she agreed that she noticed that in us and I'm like yeah it's pretty painful to go back and like listen because we had notes for guys we had notes for our notes like for our first 10 episodes until Malin came and then just like fuck shit up and made it amazing. We had like. We mean that in the best way, Malin. 
We mean that yeah. in a good way. Like after that, after that, Malin was like, hey, AMQ, maybe you shouldn't sound so scripted. And I was like, cool, I'm going to cry. I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to cry for a good eight business days. And then I'll come out of my crying. <laughs> and then we stopped doing scripts because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to sound scripted. I think that was the one thing starting off with that I cut loose of before you did and we like planned I'm, way before you're more of like way a, before you're way more of a like i need to know what i'm doing and i'm like i'm gonna yeah, yeah you cut loose of that like like way before i was like fine i guess season two we can go unscripted yeah you, took, you like, were like oh God. season one i was like oh great yeah. i thought we had been doing that but great sounds good <laughs> Cause you're, cause I feel like it makes me feel better to think I used to just tell myself that you had a script, even though I knew that you didn't, it made me feel better yeah. to just lie to myself. And I would you just know? appease it and be like, here, I have notes. Like I have bulleted lists of things, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, she definitely thinks that I'm sitting here with like a full outline, <laughs> full outline. There's no outline, but also what, cause you just did it and I need to address it because I was voice noting you the other day and I was like, I don't know how you do this. When Becca says, cool, 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 she says it so fast and she doesn't trip on the cool, 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 as they come out of her mouth. I think you, I don't think she says them like, you say it like eight times. Do I? It just comes out normal. Yeah. Like if you're like confirming something, like, okay, we've confirmed so and so on the podcast. Okay, cool, 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 and it, you don't trip on it. And I'm like, what? It's just so fascinating to me. I don't even realize I do it. You know what I think that's from? I think that's from constantly like kids coming up to me, asking me like, can I just, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Okay, go. Bye. Like just constantly <laughs> yeah, yeah, needing, like asking me things every second of the day that that's just how I just answer them. And I, so now I don't even realize that I say it. <laughs> That is funny though. I never even, I didn't even know. Like when you just said that, I was like, oh no, what did I just say? Cause I, I can't say it more than five times without tripping up. Like you go, you go like a good eight. <laughs> Sometimes I get stuck in it. Have you ever had one of those things that like you're just doing and you get stuck in it? Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about that on the, uh, on the episode. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, look at that. Look at that segue. I'm really getting great at these and I don't even realize it. <laughs> Shall we? Yep. Shall we? We shall. We're going to talk about getting unstuck. We shall. When I was uh, running running through uh, what I wanted to talk about this week with Becca. I Again, like, because she was un- planning. <laughs> yes. Unstuck, unsticking, unsticking yourself, unstucking yourself. Like this is me voice noting her. Like mm-hmm. this is what she was like. So what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I was like, so getting unstuck. Do you want to talk about unstucking and unfucking yourself? Because that's probably what we can name it. Yeah. Get unstuck and unfucked. Get unstuck and unfucked. You know what? Maybe we don't want to encourage the latter because it depends on, you know. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, that's true. You want to know what that means? Tune in this week. Now we're just forgetting that we're actually recording something. Welcome back to I Got You Boo. <laughs> okay, so tell us tell us the things. Where where do you want to start with this? I know that I have, and this is what I was telling Becca, and the main reason why I, th- I think it's important to like talk it out because we are like in that I'm in that season of like I've said this like I'm in neutral. Like it's literally like I feel like I'm like driving stick, and I'm just like <laughs> getting stuck in neutral and. I've had to like put a lot of work into that and kind of do that self-reflection thing and say like, okay, why do you feel stuck? What can you change? Is there anything that you can do without making it feel like I didn't want to make a mountain out of a molehill because sometimes people feel stuck and then they change like everything and then that's way too overwhelming. And then like, I think I used to be like that because I'm such an extremist. I would be like, okay, I'm unhappy. Like, let me, like, let me like quit my job, move change my hair color, like do it all at once. And Mm -hmm. then it was like, wait, which one of those helped? Right. Because it's like, it's just like when you're, I'll use this as an example. If you're like eliminating, like when I went plant-based and I eliminated dairy to see if like I felt better. Uh, If I had eliminated dairy plus like a million other things, I wouldn't have been able to figure out like what was actually the problem. Right. You have to do Mm -hmm. things like in small bite-sized ways. So I was thinking about it and I was like, okay. And then I 
I literally was like, took it to Googs and was like, this is a couple of weeks ago. And Tony Robbins, man, I know we've referenced Tony Robbins a couple of times in the last episodes, but he has a really great list of not necessarily getting unstuck, but, but kind of doing like, like Becca always says a vibe check of how to know if you're stuck. Like, are you actually stuck or are you, you know, talking yourself into a tizzy? Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. You know, have you trained your brain into believing that you're like in neutral or are you actually unhappy? So basically he talks about six ways. I'm holding up. She just held up. No, she did four. That thumb was fully fucking tucked. They're talking about six things. Shows me four fingers. Oh man. Oh man. I had my phone in the other hand. Oh man. Okay. So (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Six things. So basically being stuck. He writes being stuck in a rut. Isn't a physical state or the result of circumstances. It's a state of mind. Yes. And it can be overcome. So we talk about habit stacking. We talk about training your brain. We talk about mindset management. Like all of that is important because Mm -hmm. the second you wake up and you're like, well, this again, you're fucked. You're fucked. Like, and for a long time, a long time, all of last calendar year, that's how I would wake up. Like literally like, oh, just another day I'm not a mom. Oh, just another day I'm not pregnant. And like, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment by doing that. And misery. I didn't even consciously realize. Totally. But I didn't consciously realize I was doing it, you know, until I like really got back into writing in my gratitude journal. And I was like, damn, this is hard. And when you have a hard time writing what you're grateful for down, that is a huge red flag, like huge red flag, because you should be able to just like look around you. And Mm -hmm. say that you're grateful for like a roof over your head. And when I struggled with that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So he has six tips to figure out if you're actually stuck. So you have to get out of denial. People who are stuck in a rut often make excuses about why they can't do this or why they don't have time for that. Like we've all heard it. We've all said it, you know, like Mm -hmm. most successful people in the world take total responsibility for their lives. So I know that Beck and I talk about this a lot too, like- you know, if something happens or I like have an issue or whatever, and I try and talk, talk through it with her. I think a lot of times it's come up in conversation with us where you're like, it's easier for like X person, you know, like said human being Sally over there to not take accountability for what she did because that's easier, right? It's easier Mm -hmm. to just put the blame on another person. So for me, it's like, okay, it was easy for me. It was like situational. Like for me, it was like easy to blame. Like, oh, I'm stuck in a rut because I'm not pregnant. Oh, I'm stuck in a rut because I didn't hit this professional goal of mine. Oh, I'm stuck in a rut because of my weight gain, like whatever it is. And I was blaming it completely on external, Mm -hmm. totally external and such bullshit denial. So number one is get out of denial. Number two is uncover the real reason. So discovering how to get out of a rut in life involves looking inward, not outward. So you must identify your limiting beliefs, the stories we tell ourselves about who we are, hold us back from becoming who we could be. So next time you want to make an excuse, recognize that it's your limiting beliefs talking and then just like flip the script, like Becca likes to say. I feel like that goes hand in hand. Hold on. I feel like that one is like the pause that I, yeah, the, well, there's a, de- there's a delay. So I know you don't know. So I feel like I have to put up my stop signal, <laughs> but I feel like that's the one that I go to the most when I feel like I'm getting in my mm-hmm. old, cause I'm really quick to blame, you know, it's, I, for me personally, I'll blame my body real quick. I'll blame how right, I, right, how right. I look, how I feel to how I feel to how I like, you know what I mean? That's just my go-to. That's like my default setting. Yeah, yeah. I've worked really hard to reset. So when we shake that though, and we feel stuck, I think that that has a lot to do with telling the truth to yourself. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed at work because I have all these things done, yeah. that's when I procrastinate the most in life. When I feel like I have a lot to do, I do the least amount because I like freeze and I will just make all the excuses as to why I can't get them done and blame all the other reasons instead of just taking action. So I feel like until you can get really honest with yourself and tell yourself the truth, then you can't really shake that. So it's like that radical truth telling 
that helps give your head a shake when you need it. That was just what reminded yep. me of that, number two. Yeah, that's so true. I'm like that too because I'm like such a procrastinator. Um, mm-hmm. The third thing is, number three is turn shoulds into musts. <laughs> which I love. I love this one because I always say don't should all over yourself. And like I say, it, I do it all the time. I do it every day in my life. Oh, I should do this first, then this. I should have done my taxes already. I should like literally all the things that you say should. But he basically breaks it down and says, what will you regret more in life? Wasting it with inaction and indecision or getting out there and taking a chance. When you're old and gray and you're looking back on your life, would you rather be saying, I should have done this or I lived life to the fullest? If you're stuck in a rut with life, reframe your choices as must do, not should do. And that's like really interesting because if you think about like you have to think you have to do that thing where you imagine like where you want to be and then how you're feeling in that place however you feel like secure, confident, whatever those words are, and then be like, okay, I just to push through this, even if it feels like I'm pushing through quicksand, which currently that's how I feel so that I can get there. Because for me, it's all, it's always been in every part of my life. It's all about chasing a feeling and it's like, oh, I don't want to feel burnt out. I want to feel energized. So like, how am I going to do that in all facets of my life? So I really like that one. It's also Um, really easy to get stuck in the, oh, then instead of I should do this, I have to do, or I must do all of these things, which can also be extremely overwhelming. So I think that that's Mm -hmm. why there's power in being one, doing the 1% more, like just take action on one of those things and then celebrate the fact that you did that. Like give yourself Mel Robbins, good old high five habit. Give yourself that high five yes. that you deserve because you did that one more thing that you didn't do the day before. So instead of thinking that you have to do all these things, pick your one must do action item of that day or of that week. Like what do you want to get done in the first half of this week? And when you do that, give yourself the high five. It really helps you kind of feel like, um, you know what? I give myself the credit that I deserve and I can actually do things if I just chip away at them and not freeze up and get stuck in the overwhelm and get stuck in the monotony, like change it up, flip the script. Yep. Shake your mm-hmm. chi-chi's at, shake your chi-chi's at a change. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I also call it a get to do list because I've been doing that for a few years now. And like, it just, it's, it's great. It's great that like, if you change your perspective of like, okay, today I get to do these things and look, some of the things on my get to do list are like super cool and exciting. Like I get to walk Luna now that it's actually light outside in the evenings and warm. But then I also get to fill in a spreadsheet for taxes. (laughs) Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are like a little less fun, but if you write down these things and not all of them are like monotonous and some of them are actually fun. Like you have to write that stuff down. Like on your get to do list, like I get to move my body. I get to like, I don't know for me, it's like make tacos with Andrew, like that type of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it really makes a difference. Like obviously words are important. Um, the fourth one is something that the two of us do every day and we talk about it all the time, Uh-oh. but creating healthy habits. So it's simple. The endless loop of being stuck in a rut is often caused by lack of energy. And I have quoted Brendan Bouchard a gajillion times because I love this freaking quote, but he always talks about the analogy of a power plant and how a power plant is not made of energy. It generates energy and that's what we do, right? So when someone's like, oh, I would like, I would love to have the energy that you do. It's like, no, like then do I, it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Like I don't have the, I'm not just like, it just doesn't happen. I don't just wake up with it. I have to trip the system. You know, you have energy begets energy. And you know, it says, you know, you need to make changes if you don't have the drive. So to get the energy you need, you need to create healthy habits, which again, I know can be very daunting because a lot of times people are like, okay, I have to eat a kale salad. I have to like, you know, people have all these like weird, silly views of like what healthy means and Mm -hmm. literally means healthy. Healthy means a different thing for anyone, but then they just like 
do things that are so immensely different from what they do on a day-to-day that there are so many changes all at once and it's not sustainable. So creating healthy habits, we've talked about this. It's like put a water bottle beside your bed and chug some water when you wake up. Like, I don't know, put your phone, if you can do this, I will never be able to do this, but put your phone like in another room, you know, like don't look at your phone when you wake up. Like there's just so many things that you can do to create healthy habits and anything that's like creating for me, like anything anxiety inducing. So as much as I love coffee, I love coffee. I'm such a coffee drinker. I notice when I drink coffee first thing in the morning that I am a mess for the day. I can't focus. I'm like sweaty. I just like can't, I just can't, I can't focus. It's like, it's not good for someone who's already so high energy to the first thing that she does in the morning is to just like pop some synthetic energy into my system. Like it just not, doesn't serve me. So it's been a cool little experiment just doing like, okay, less caffeine, maybe no caffeine some days. Those are hard, but it shows me that I can do it. Like I'm not going to die. You know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. can make it. You don't need this artificial energy basically. I also think it's it's worth noting that when we talk about healthy habits being what helps you get unstuck, that we weren't, these routines and these habits that we've built were not built Mm -mm. even over a couple months. Like I'm talking years. Like at this point now, getting up in in the morning and moving my body. I don't even think twice about it just as if I don't think twice about needing to brush my teeth and put on deodorant before I leave the house. Like it's like, oh, okay, this is just what I do now. But it took a very long time and lots of practice yep. and lots of mm-hmm. truth telling to myself and the relationships that you build with movement, for example, or with certain habits that you want to do, like mirror work or affirmations and gratitude, like what works for you in that day, even if you're just picking that one thing to do, because I remember when I first started out this journey of wanting to feel better about myself and take care of myself, I had a laundry list of things that was going to be my morning routine. And it never, Mm -hmm. it was not long lasting in the beginning because not all of those things served me every single day. And so I didn't want to do them anymore. So instead I have my non-negotiables, which I think has really helped my morning routine stick that like I have my non-negotiables, my um, affirmations and my movement are my non-negotiables. If I have time to gratitude in the morning or, or at night, like those are my moving puzzle pieces that I like to call them. Like I have them, but I don't have to do them at that in that time block. I have some other ones that I can mm-hmm. use in like a map. But I feel like when you start to do that, that's really how you can also get unstuck. Like it takes time and it takes, and then so, what works for like Susie, we keep using Susie's and Sally's, but what works for Susie on Instagram and how she looks like she's having a great morning. Why isn't this working for me? It's not supposed to. Everyone's toolbox is made up of different no. things. So what works for, you know, AMQ in the morning might not work for me. What works for me might not work for her. Like it's not, everyone's different. So try it out. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you or that you should be doing this. It just isn't your thing to do. And that's fine too. Pick something else. (laughs) Yeah. Like start small and then work your way up. Like pick a form of movement you enjoy. Actually Mm -hmm. get outside. Practice gratitude. I know it sounds woo-woo. I know it does. But if you start your day from a place of like, wow, I'm really grateful for this. It really does. It really try it. Just try it. Like believe us and just try it like for 30 days. Just write. You don't need a fancy freaking, you don't need, I like the five minute journal. Who cares? Just like a piece of paper for goodness sake. You can write it on a post-it note every day. Just what you're grateful for. You can put it in the notes in your phone, like whatever you do, you just think about it. Like if you should be able to answer that. Like if I were to ask you, Hey, What are three things you're grateful for? That shouldn't even be a question. Like you shouldn't even like miss a beat. That's how you should be walking through your life. And I know it sounds like I'm telling a sermon here, but it's true. And I'm saying it with love because for like a year of my life recently, it's been hard for me to be like, oh, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Because anytime I was saying what I was grateful for, it was quickly in my brain followed up with, but it would be better if. Like right away, like right behind it, it was like followed by, yeah, but this would be better. You know, I agree with what Becca's saying. I also think that it's important to note that like creating healthy habits needs to change and does change with the seasons of your life. Unfortunately for me, 
I got really, really, really down for a season of my life last year where I lost my morning routine. My morning routine is what it went bye-bye because I would just like sleep in and be sad and cry and like hide from the world. And then now getting back into my morning routine, it feels like such a feat because I'm like, oh, I worked so hard for, like you said, so many years, like the building blocks of getting up at five, five thirty, like it took me years to get there. And then now it's like, it feels like it's all a wash. So you have to give yourself grace and know that like creating a healthy habit for me has just now been like doing what you're saying, but not necessarily on a time limit. Cause I have that, I'm, I'm able to do that, but I'm starting to be harder on myself because I'm like, if I don't set these parameters for myself, then I'll never get back to a place where I feel like I'm controlling my day. You know, I don't feel like I have control. Yeah. And your morning routine though, could look different after that season, that hard season. Like you might, totally. in, in, as you grow in life, that morning routine that worked for you before might not work for you now. And like, you know experimenting yeah. with it to see like, oh, you know what? I did this today and that actually made me feel really good. I'm going to try and keep that up for tomorrow or for a week <laughs> and see how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Number five is kind of fun. I actually like this one. It's take on a challenge. So I was like, well, do that all the time. So it's, he mentions that the human brain is incredibly complex, but it can be mastered. One part of your brain that's involved in decision-making called the Oh dear, here we go, science. Dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, that wasn't so hard, <laughs> is responsible for applying past experiences to your current decisions. So we talk about this all the time, like trauma or how we make decisions based on past lived experiences. And sometimes, most times it doesn't serve us very well. Your brain solves problems using, new, your brain solves problems using neural pathways that have previously worked. Creating new pathways can help your brain learn how to get out of a rut. So to do this, take on a challenge. Like, think about it, guys. When 75 Hard came out, so many human beings, I just remember being like seeing humans that I would never have ever in a million years thought would take on a challenge like that, taking it on. And I was like, damn. And it was during and the it pandemic. Wasn't for any particular reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only because literally... <laughs> People needed a challenge. People were in a rut. People were like living through, you know, lockdowns and they needed something to switch it up. And it wasn't even like, I, I guarantee you, if you were to interview people that have done 75 hard, there will be people that will say like, yes, I was doing it for weight loss. Yes. I wanted to read more, whatever. I wanted to make sure I got outside more, but most people just needed to switch things up. And so that's why challenges like that are so cool. And Taking on, you need to envision things as challenges. So something else that I've done, because recently I'm like on my way out of this rut, okay? I feel like the groundhog on Groundhog Day when the groundhog comes out and it's like, cool, it's time. That's like how I feel is going to happen soon. But taking on a new challenge could be like taking a course, getting a certification, I don't know, learning how to play an instrument, learning a new language. Like it doesn't, it doesn't need to be like the traditional, like, oh, I'm joining a 30 day challenge. Like, no, no, no. You, you need to categorize these things as challenges. Like a challenge could be you challenging yourself to go outside and walk every day for 30 minutes. Like it doesn't need to be, doesn't have to have a fancy label. You don't have to like name it. There doesn't need to be like a grandiose, like, Hey world, I'm doing this. No, you just, no tell yourself you're challenging yourself and then you hold yourself accountable. And yes, there is something to be said about accountability. I think that's like the key to a lot of things in life. When you tell other people you're doing it, they can like watch out for you, but, and like, you know, keep, keep tabs on you almost and hold you accountable. But I think taking on new challenges is so cool, especially if you can make everything look positive because the word challenge, I struggled with this for a long time. The word challenge kind of sometimes has like a negative connotation to it because challenge equals challenging. And, you know, people don't want things to be hard in life, right? Like we want shit to come easy. I mean, really we do, especially in our generation now. What's that thing I always say? Like, I don't even know what I say. It's like, we live in a, it's a croc. Microwave. Mi a mi microwave society. With croc, croc pot, pot dreams. Yes. Microwave society with crockpot dreams, which basically means like we expect to be able to just like zap it like 
put it in. This is our goal and then get it. But really like it's act- in actuality, you have to like let shit, shit simmer because that's just how things happen. Right. Yeah. I do think there's yeah. something to be said about healthy discipline mm-hmm. and healthy discipline and taking on challenges and tough love. Like I used to think that discipline was being harsh on yourself. And yeah, I used to too. think that tough love meant like talking shit on yourself to, as a form of Mm -hmm. motivation and like, let's go get up, like get your fat ass up. Like, let's go. Like that would have been my form of tough love. And that's what I would call it, but that's not tough love. That's hatred. And that's being mean to yourself. Like tough love is telling yourself the truth that like, you are able to do this. You are capable of doing this. Let's get up and go. Like stop holding yourself back. Stop telling yourself stories that aren't true just because of your own limiting beliefs. Like that's tough love. It's tough to admit that you're the one that's been holding yourself back. It's tough to admit that your thoughts and your mindset and your lack of action is the reason why you're feeling stuck. And that's not, I, that sounds harsh to say out loud to you, like to listening. Um, but if there is part of you, I will say, if there is part of you that when I just said that, you got your back up a little bit, it might be because it's a hard truth for you to hear. And if you, if we get too, if we're too quick to get defensive when someone tell, serves us with a hard truth, it's, it's a lot easier to get defensive. It's a lot easier to point the finger, but looking back at yourself is how mm-hmm. you kind of get out of that through, through healthy discipline and creating these habits. Um, I remember a little while back when I was getting stuck, I haven't done, I mean, if you follow me on the internet, you know that like I I used to do my self-love club group. I hadn't done it since we started the pod because the pod took priority. But when I started to feel kind of stuck, I wanted to bring that back. I wanted, I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm missing something. I need to shake things up. I want to turn it into a workshop now. And that was a challenge for me because it was a lot, you know, I had, I was spreading my time out, super stressed, but it was, it was an outlet. And like you had said, when I had told you about it, AMQ, you were like, but it's awesome that you feel like you're called to do that. It's something that like you want to do. And it ended up being exactly what I needed. It's exactly what I needed to shake things up. Um, it was nerve wracking to do cause it's like, who are you to run this workshop? But it was, it was a challenge and I wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm capable. I, we've learned a lot through this journey of the pod. Let's pour it back into the community in a different way. And you do the same thing with your grouping too. But like, that's what we mean when we say a challenge, like healthy discipline is good for you. We're not here to tell you not to do that. You need to, in order to build consistency and changing. Yeah, I agree with that. And then my I realized that the <laughs> number six Uh-oh. is actually what I was saying about accountability. It's oh, just get support. Get yeah. support. So getting out of a rut isn't always easy. The human brain gets stuck in its ways. It can be difficult to hold ourselves accountable. Friends and family are often supportive, but they don't always provide the push we need when we're stuck in a rut. So mm-hmm. it literally says, okay, this literally says getting a coach, attending an event, Aligning yourself with a circle of people who are doing similar things to you, that's what's going to help. And I just think that's so interesting because like we're, we totally live in that space. Like we, I don't even think you and I like realize it anymore. Like we're so blessed that we have like, we really do. It's like an unlimited amount of human beings who are going to hold us accountable. Like if Mm -hmm. we decide, Hey, we're going to do this. Like for example, Next week, it's starting. I mean, this is temporarily going to be wrong, but I decided I'm just going to start getting up in the morning and doing what I used to do uh, when I was leaving my house to go to an office. So sitting down and working my business and moving my body before 8 a.m. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to be hard as fuck. It's going to be hard as fuck because- You heard it here. You heard it here, fam. Yeah, two years, but I'm going to do it. And maybe that, maybe the first few weeks is like, okay, well, I got some work done and I'm moving my body at like, I don't know, 830. But like, it doesn't, the point is, is getting myself into it. And the reason it's, this is not because I'm like, you know, yeah, for a while it was because I was comparing myself to that version of me. So I know we talked about on a, a recent episode about how like sometimes I grieve a past version of myself. And I do like, I grieve the girl who was like, so like high performing, like super productive. My definition of productive at the time, getting up, getting all this stuff done before 9 a.m. And then I'm like, yeah, but then I burnt out. So, you know, gotta be, gotta be that realistic really with work. yourself. 
didn't really work. But I'm like, but now I know so much more, right? Like the more you know, so it's like, okay, but I was very productive. Take all of these other things out of the mix and I can, I think I can do some good shit and feel better about myself. Because again, it's all about feeling better. Like sometimes I put my head on the pillow and I'm like, fuck, I just was not productive today. And like, that is a shitty feeling when you're going to bed with more of those than the latter. You know what I mean? Like if I'm like, oh, but I was productive like five days. It's like, no, it's a lot of like unproductivity or getting distracted or losing focus. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this morning thing and see how this works for me. And again, like you said, it might not, like I might do it and be like, oh God, this is the worst. Like I'm not, I do my best work at night. So that's my struggle too. Like I'm, I'm very unfocused in the morning, but then at nighttime I can't go to sleep because I have a million ideas and I get so excited, but I don't want to be like that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm hoping to like train my brain We'll see. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm hoping I can, but the accountability, like I'm doing it with a group of people. Cause I'm like, and it's important to make this note. If, the, if the, if you want to do something or you want to air quotes, be like someone else. Um, no, you don't, don't do that. <laughs> be like you, <laughs> but you, you need, yeah. Like you're not doing yourself a service by saying like, I want to be like, so and fucking whatever influencer on Instagram. However, if they have habits that you admire, literally try and do what you can to learn from them. So like, if someone is like, is crushing a morning routine, I'm going to keep using this morning routine example, like go pay, literally take notes, be like, what are they doing? And let me try it. I'm not saying it's going to work, but like, let me try it. Or if you know a group of people who's already doing what you want to do, um, like knock on their door and be like, sup, (laughs) like, do you want to lend some knowledge? Like, Hey, do you want to be my accountability buddies? Because they're already doing what you want to do. So in theory, it would be easier for them to hold you accountable. You're not going to like start a group chat of 10 people who refuse to wake up before 6 a.m. and say, okay, next week we're going to start waking up at 530. I don't think that's going to work. Maybe it will, but probably not. But if you're like, hey, five of you who get up at five and five of you who don't, let's see if we can make this happen. That's like a good accountability group, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Very good point. Yeah. Thanks, Tony Robbins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Tony. (laughs) You're great. We talked about unfuck yourself, unstuck yourself, all that stuff. Um, I love unfuck yourself book. book That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have to read unfuck yourself. Like if you haven't read unfuck yourself, you need to Gary John Bishop, right? Yeah. Gary John Bishop. It doesn't even sound like a real, it reminds me of Neil Patrick Harris every time I say it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a real name because there's three of them. I will say the first time, the first two times, as a matter of fact, I picked up that book to read. I got so frustrated. Did you feel like he was, he was yelling at you? No, no. I just, when I was reading it, I got defensive over it. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, this isn't even true. Oh, and I yeah. put it back on the shelf. See? It took me a few times, though, and it's because this motherfucking weed whacker. Um, Because, (laughs) sorry, the landscaper walked by. But it's because I wasn't ready to open up my mind and my heart to the hard truths that were within those pages. And until I was able to really surrender to that and be like, you know what, Beck? If you want anything to change, you got to cut your shit. You got to be able Mm -hmm. to open up your mind and your heart to those hard truths that you've been thinking and feeling and acting upon in order to change it. So similar to what you said, when I had brought up grieving your past self, when we talked about the forgiveness episode, I wasn't necessarily like you in the fact that I was grieving what I used to do and I wanted to do it again. I was grieving myself in the way that I needed to forgive how I used to show up and feel about her, Mm. that version of me. And I needed to heal her in that way in order to, forgive her for doing the best that she could with what she thought by what societal standards that I thought I had to do, like make everybody else happy and, you know, cater to unhealthy relationships and what you want to take responsibility for really when you, if you really are feeling stuck and like you're in this rut, what are you taking responsibility for? Cause when we're in that stuck, that rut, that tough stuff, you're ultimately showing up as if you're taking responsibility for no action as if you're taking responsibility and you're like, I want to receive this stuck. And in order to do that, Mm -hmm. it's action, take action, do something, 
Even if it doesn't work, at least you're doing something to try and switch it up. I think that- Yeah, take messy action, right? Like yeah. just do it. But, and it, like, again, be messy. Like I- um, I think it's so like interesting to to think about how I used to be like, I really was like such a perfectionist and now I'm like, fuck it. And that's like with anything. <laughs> now I'm just like, if we're doing it, we'll just do it. And like, if, if it needs edits, like let's just edit along the way. Like that's, that's really what life, life is. is. <laughs> yeah. Really just, like, just like editing shit along the way, like a couple drafts, like draft it up, see how it goes doesn't if it's not received well put out another draft like I don't know like it's Mm -hmm. just I never used to be like that though I honestly think that that part of things comes from being in journalism (laughs) like because I was a writer and so your um my, my byline, my name would go out on something and it would be like, oh my gosh, like that's the final draft. Like that's what the world is reading. Like take ownership for those words you wrote. Even if an editor like completely changed them, that's still your name on it. And so I had this like real attachment to ownership of things like needing to be perfect. And once I broke out of that, it was like, I mean, this only just happened like in the last few months, Becca knows. Like I literally now I'm just like on the other side of the spectrum. I'll like make, make my way back to middle ground. But at this point I'm like, let's just do it. Whatever. I feel like 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 the drunk girl at the end of the night. I'm literally, when I answer you with that, I'm like, let's just, it doesn't matter. It's who cares? I have to take a beat whenever you send me that now. When you said I know, but I feel like at two thirty in the morning, the girls that are like drunkenly like holding on to their friends while they're like tripping out of a bar. Like when I answer you and I'm like, "It's fine, just do it." That's what I feel like, like I you're slurring like. your words in the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think messy action. I have learned that messy action is way more fun. I learn more. The journey is. you learn to just like laugh a little bit more. You don't take yourself as seriously, and you don't have time. Like if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, you're learning. And I think it's actually really, as you were talking, coming from your journalism uh, background, again, that was action you were taking. That was where you were spending so much of your time and you in your mindset totally. was consumed by it, right? Whereas in my perspective, coming from a classroom, all I do is messy action. <laughs> like I might have my day, I quite literally plan for a day and not one time as an educator has my day gone in the same way that I planned it out to be. So I have learned right. to just like, I'm just going to do it. And if this lesson works, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, if these kids get it, I'll pivot. Like uh, that's just, so I think that it's so interesting that like where we both thrive was in such different arenas than like, now look at us. Yep. Now look at us. Just are you starting? Our starting points were so different. They like, were. Totally. Yeah. And personal development, like you said about the book is mm-hmm. so like personal development is so personal. It's unbelievable. Sometimes I see people like, ask for recommendations on personal development books. And I'll be dead honest. Like I cringe because I know that there are some people out there that are holding on and I'm saying this with love. Okay. I'm just preparing you. There are some people who are holding on to whatever answer you're going to give them because when you're stuck in a rut, like I am now, it's very easy to be like, to look externally for your solution. Like, oh, I'm going to hire this coach and she's going to fix everything for me. You're going to go to my therapist and and he's going to know exactly what to say. My husband is going to like give me a pep talk every morning and that's going to be the game changer. Like, no, Mm -hmm. no. The the list of your Mel Robbins top five favorite books might not help you. All five of them might piss you off. They might piss you off. Because of what Becca just said, like, if you're not in a space to receive it, like, yes, we did just say unfuck yourself, but now I'm going to put up a disclaimer. If you feel like you're in a place in your life where you're like kind of lying to yourself, maybe you're not like quite there being honest with yourself. It's probably not the book for you to read. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, I would take it a little gentle on that one. Yeah. Just based on what you need. Yeah. I, I, oh my gosh. Yes. Because what I used to think I needed was like, oh, I'll, when I find somebody who loves me, I'll figure it out oh for my, myself. Yeah. Or oh like, I just I need however many pounds. Yeah. Like that destination is just never going to be it. Someone, your, your answers are already within you. They do not live in anybody else or in and between the pages of any book or like, no. and it really, it's all, all on you. Like no one's going to come save you. So shake no. it up, you know? But perception is important. Yes. Like, no one's going to come save you. But also, like, for example, back, I was like 
I was going on like a good like five months of doing the same shit every single day. And the only thing that would change it was like us recording this podcast. Yeah, that's that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. I didn't have anything new. I wasn't seeing anyone. We were still in lockdown. We were getting to the point in the pandemic where everyone else was opening up, but my life wasn't. And I was like, oh my, like literally just what do I need to do? And then in January, I was like, I'm going to go to this yoga studio and I'm just going to do hot yoga just because I need to get in my car and drive five minutes away from my house to talk to other humans. And as a result of taking that one step that like seems insignificant, right? Seemingly insignificant. I've now like developed a love for Pilates, been given an opportunity to potentially teach, taking a certification that hurts my body like hell and scares the shit out of me. But it's exactly, Andrew was just yesterday being like, it's, it's, you're a totally different person. It's just, you're surrounded by people who are like, charging you up every day. So you're a totally different person. Whereas before you were just sitting here, like I wasn't doing any, I was just sitting here. Like you'd be in the classroom and I'd be texting you and I would just be in this exact space. Unless we were recording the podcast, I wasn't doing anything different. I would just sit and question what I was doing. (laughs) And then it would just be on like autopilot. So I think that like, yeah, you just gotta like, it takes a lot to even give yourself the tough love to be like, you have to change something. It's very easy to be like, well, it's the pandemic. Cause that's what I did. Well, it's just the pan- I'm just in lockdown. What am I supposed to do? I'm in lockdown. And it was so hard because our my world here opened up so different. Almost yeah. six months, maybe even longer, before the nearest. So you're like, so what are you up to? And I was like, I'm getting ready to go out. I would say it with like my butthole clenched <laughs> yeah, because I, I would feel so guilty because I was like, oh my god, she literally. Even if that, that's not even an option on the table. For her to do. Right. So that's why now, yeah. now when I, <laughs> the other day when I, we were putting up reels and collaborating and I was like, Hey, so I know you just collaborated. Is it cool? Cause I knew how you used to be about like the grid and like, don't worry. Yeah, I think is- it's important for them to know. I used to be so like when we first got all of our design stuff, we had these like high hopes. I, I'm going to say we, but it was me of like the feed looking a certain way. And we really were crushing it for like, I don't know, a month. And then. I still think it looks great, but her, she had a very, she had a very, a a very distinct vision, we'll call it. And so I knew that I knew the system that she wanted to have. And that system did not include back to back reels of our faces. Okay. Family. No, it didn't. So when I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I know that you wanted to do this. Like it was just a vibe check. Not that I felt like I had to ask your permission, but in a way I was like, are you cool if I do this? Or did you have a plan? I don't want to fuck up your plan. You're like, yeah, just do it. And I was like, wait, hold on. Before I respond, let me think, what was the tone? Was it a (laughs) yes, but I'm not happy about it, but I don't want to tell Becca no. Or is it a, I really don't give a fuck. And she really, there, there is a difference and that you really don't give a fuck. And it's great. No, you're like, we, I, and honestly, you followed it up with saying, honestly, we literally have more important things going on in our lives than worrying about the grid. I was like, here, welcome to the party. <laughs> I, I, so, I, did, I literally said, we literally have more important things in our lives yep. than worrying about the grid. Like those are my exact words. Yep. And I know that this sounds like so like nothing to so many people, but like to me, that is so huge. Like it is such a breakthrough. Like I told my, th- I even like told my therapist and she was like, really? Like, <laughs> because it's a, in a no, way it, no. it has like a weird deeper meaning. Like it's not just an Instagram feed. It's you relinquishing. Exactly. It's you like relinquishing that control. And then not only that, it's like trusting me. Like, I don't think before there was a little bit that you were like, no, like graphics are my thing. This is what I do. Like, let me yeah. do this. So I would never yeah. like, I'd be like, that's your arena, boo. Like I will, here's the baton. And I was like, Hey, so when you were in like Punta Cana, I was like, does that mean I get to post on the Instagram? <laughs> you have to, you didn't have an option. I was like, challenge accepted. That speaking of challenge, <laughs> and little things, yeah, exactly. like, little, like little windows that you can find. It's been great. <laughs> See, we don't have to like, that's what I mean. You don't have, it doesn't need to be anything yeah. huge. Just no. like those small things that we change. Like, like, okay, that's a challenge for me. Relinquishing control is a totally. challenge. But it's been so fun. Like the time, the, the mental space that that was taking up, mm-hmm. like, like there were really things was. that we didn't do. Like I, we'd be like, we need to do this, but like, we can't do it because it has to look like this. And, and if we do that, then it can't look like this. So we have to wait until we do this. And then you just don't do anything and it's just, you're stuck in an action. And then you're like, 
just mm-hmm. stuck in neutral. Mm-hmm. So the the out, you know how they say like the you know when you have like a messy house or like what's going on on the outside is going on on the inside. Like I just genuinely feel like it was the same with that kind of stuff. Like not relinquishing mm-hmm. control was such a like. It meant more, like you said. It wasn't just yeah. like a small, like, oh my gosh, it's an Instagram grid. It's like, nope. It was, it no, was, ju- just- it was not just like a silly little voice note. Like it was those, it was, it, I think that that was a stackable moment for you though. Like it was a lot, it was a bunch of those little things recently. And it's just been because life's been too crazy. You couldn't carry all of this, like the control no. thing of like, no, of like taxes and trying to get things like a bank account and trying to also worry about content and also have your actual job that you do that like makes you money. Yeah. Like all of these it's things exactly. going on. Like it was like you almost had to be like, I was like, can am I ready? You ready? Can I tap it? Tap tag me. Tag me. <laughs> tag me in. My hand is out. On. Like, and I think that we've said this a lot to each other is that like when we are quick to like apologize or like, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, I can't do this right now. Or like when I had my migraine earlier and I knew that I had said I was going to get content out, but I literally physically couldn't. And I felt like uh, instead of when you want to apologize, instead of saying, I'm so sorry for practicing, thank you so much for understanding. Like if you, yeah. you don't need to apologize for being human, you don't need to apologize for being stuck. Cause that is also being human, but you can, thank yourself for taking action. I can thank you for being patient and understanding that like, I just didn't have the capacity. And I think that we both know each Mm -hmm. other at this point to know that like, if one of us is saying we don't have the capacity, it's really there. Like we don't, we don't throw that that. around. (laughs) No, no, no. But also like, I think also you're priming someone when you're like, Oh, Hey, I'm sorry. Because then that person on the other side is like, Oh, like, like, you know, you're like, preparing yourself to be like, oh shit, you were supposed to do that. Like if you're apologizing, then you're immediately being like, I did something wrong. But like you're, you didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're priming someone all wrong, but we're just conditioned to do that. I think so. Totally. It's been, it's been like such a cool growth thing. Like even on, um, in like, so I used to teach Pilates before the pandemic and, uh, you know, you guys have been here for a second. I didn't even know that about her. happened. (laughs) So I was a Pilates instructor. Then the world shut down. I didn't do Pilates at home. I did a lot of weightlifting. I started doing bar, but like different, I was exercising my body in different ways. And like, this is not a kinesiology lesson, but your body, (laughs) you know, develops muscle in different ways. So my lean muscle, my flexibility, that was all gone. And now I'm in, you know, I'm in the ring with all these other people who are doing Pilates at a level that I was just only two years ago doing it. And I am living in a bigger body than I was. I have gone through some pretty physically grueling things and my body just doesn't move through the world like it once did. And I had a conversation yesterday with my instructor, like literally, like I was in tears with her. I was like, I can't teach this. I can't teach this because I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'll never be able to teach it if I can't do it. And she was just like, uh, you're not, it's really like you have a big, no, no joke in Pilates. There's this thing where if you have kind of a dip on your lower back, you, you aren't able to do certain moves. And because of my big bum, scientifically speaking, I'll never be able to do certain Doesn't moves. everyone have a dip in their back? Is that not a thing? No, no. Like it's like a, I forget what it's called. I'll circle back. I should know this because I'm literally learning it. But she was like, you can't, you physically, your body will not do it. Like it's, she's like, could you do it before? And I was like, I don't know, probably. She's like, no, you're remembering wrong. Like, because I'm being so hard on myself. She's like, no, no, no. You just know, you knew how to do a lot of the moves, but like you're learning the, the practice that I'm learning is a totally different practice than what I taught anyway. So I'm comparing apples to oranges. Like, I'm like, but when I did it, it was this. And she's like, but that's not this. That's not this. You didn't do this. It's a whole new thing. Like, you're telling me, she was like, it's like you're going to biology class and you're like, well, I went to chemistry lessons, so I know science. Like, she's like, it's not. It's completely Mm -hmm. different. And I'm like, okay, you know? And even just like, usually I would like leave, you know, the studio and like a half old me would have been like, whatever. I'm going to fucking figure it <laughs> she, out. I'm going to break my back trying. Yeah. She doesn't get I'm gonna it. I'm going to break my back. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to hurt. I'm going to go to an acupuncturist. I'm going to like, you know, like I would oh, be all fuck. like vengeful. <laughs> I would be vengeful. 
Nope. I just listened. I said, you know what? This woman has 25 years experience and she's telling me that I don't need to know how to do these three moves to teach Pilates. So I'm going to listen to her because I respect her and she's an expert in her field and that's it. And like old me would never, never. I told her that. I said, Mar, I'm letting you know that I'm going to listen to you. Like I literally told her, I said, but the old me, the girl, you don't know her, but a girl that you could have met six months ago never <laughs> would have done this. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to listen to what you're saying. It's our our lot, egos but... get in our ways a lot as humans, yeah. I think. Our ego really does get there. But again, yeah. it's because uh, it circles back to it's so much easier to talk shit on yourself. It's so much easier oh to create that narrative. And you were creating a narrative of something you literally had never done before. But you were like, no, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because because you move differently. It was a different time in your life. Like, you know, bodies are meant to change and we can work with what we got and we can still do great things and still do hard things. But I literally did. I blame my body yesterday. That's yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. like, you know how I talk about this a lot and I, we're very, very hopeful that we're going to get some humans as guests on the pod to talk about this more specifically, but I'm really leaning into the whole body inclusivity movement and just literally moving when you are any size, right? And in any state, that's what we're here for. But I was blaming my body. Like I was like, oh yeah, well, I could totally do this boat if I wasn't like, I don't need to put out numbers, but like if it were not for X amount of pounds, if it were not for this that happened to my body. And like, she, she was even like, Amanda, I love you. But like, your abs have nothing to fucking do with your inability to do this move. You're like, no one cares. She's so fun. She's also like a feisty Portuguese. Like I want to be like her when I grow up, like literally she's double my age and I just want to be, she's just the best. Like she's such a great idol to have. And she's just no nonsense. Like calling me out on my shit is sees herself in me. So it's cool. Right. And she's like, no, like it's not, no one cares. Like it is no one to do cares. With right. Your abs. She's like, I don't care. And I'm your instructor. I'm not sitting here on your, on the mat. Do you think I'm sitting here? She's like, do you think I'm seriously sitting here on the mat? Like she fell back on that role. <laughs> yeah. But I think people are, I'm like, Oh, everyone's noted. Nobody. No, no one cares. Every, could be, no, no one cares, one cares because room. especially in that type of situation, everyone is thinking about themselves in that moment. Struggling. Yeah. And like yeah. thinking about what their bodies look like and like those insecurities that pop up or leaning into the strength and like honoring themselves that they could give like not to be mean, not, not to sound harsh, but they don't give a fuck about if you fell down. No, I know. I know. It's true. Yeah. Totally true. Anyway. So, I mean, there we go. You can credit Tony Robbins for those tips. We're just the messengers, <laughs> but they really we're just the messengers and then interpreters. Yeah, they're really, they were really so simple and it really is so simple. The biggest thing is recognizing that you're stuck. And I, I want to just like a really, really drive that point home before we finish is that like, you have to recognize that you're stuck because for me, Becca could have told me I was stuck. Andrew could have told me I was stuck. I did. Tell Fucking Luna could have told me I was stuck. Fucking the dog, the cat, the plants. I wouldn't have listened. Like I just woke up like really sad one day and was like, yo, this is just... No, <laughs> this is going to be a no for me. Like, yeah, immediately. No. And I felt like I was like putting on and then I was, th I, I really thought about it. I actually like went back and I listened to a couple of our episodes. I was like trying to pinpoint like when it started happening, like when I started getting the sads, like really bads, the sads, bads. Oh my God. And you can hear it in me. And I was so honest. Like I, th I felt like I wasn't showing up authentically, but like, actually I was so proud of myself because I was like, oh, I was. Yes, yeah. I'm a mess. You can fucking hear it. <laughs> I think that's that's great because that too is something that I think the two of us would have done very differently a couple of years ago. We would have been like, let's put on a show. Like nobody can know. Glass houses, mm. you know. Yeah. Now we're like, fuck it. It's a lot more <laughs> healing and empowering when you show up exactly how you are, like, mm -hmm. and that, and whether that's all red lipstick, lashes, and dancing. Or for me, like twerking and <laughs> not giving a fuck. <laughs> Wearing shorts. Yeah. And then other days it's like, you know what, guys, this is hard. And I'm not, ha this is a hard time. I think yesterday I got my stories. I was like, I was not, this is, I'm not having a good time today. No. Today is not my day. Yikes. Um, <laughs> he's leaning on the desk. 
And Bruno's, Bruno's like, creeping in. this is not the time that you're supposed to be doing any of this. Yeah, he's it's like, throwing me off. He's like, this is the time where I'm usually getting ready to go out and I'm going to sit here and stare at you until you do it. So we hope that this has helped you. And if you have had any other yes. tips that have helped you get unstuck, you know what to do. Send us an email. Favorite books. Favorite books. Yes. Favorite Pod. podcasts. We love a good podcast. Right? Even though we're podcasters doesn't mean... We don't listen to our own, <laughs> like oh, not our own, but like our own. You, <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. I mean, you don't become a pod. Imagine becoming a podcaster and never having listened to a podcast before. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. That would not go well. But if you have any that you love, um, send them our way. We love a good recommendation moment. At hello, hello with three fucking O's at I got you Oh, we love you all. We do have merch coming coming soon. We're just going to say it because, again, accountability is important. Ooh, yes. This also, is, Becca is very committed to this. Also, I had a mastermind. I didn't tell you this. I had a mastermind with someone last night. With some Sorry, guys. This episode who, is so long. <laughs> I just looked at the Yeah, sorry. Stamp. A mastermind with some people who also just <laughs> recently started, like, shops. And they basically, like, told me what I already know about us. Like, it's just, you just fucking do it and it's done. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're yep. just going to take messy action. Messy action. And we can't wait. We can't wait. So do, know, if you, all of you have been so patiently waiting for gear and we appreciate it. Yeah. I will say, though, I think if we did it any earlier, I don't think it would be as great as it would be now. Like, like we... Talk about wanting to put too much on our plates and saying we need to, we need 100%. or we must do these things. There were things we had to do. And we, I think this yeah. all planned out the way it should. But let us know in the DMs, A, what merch you would like to see. Was it a journal, mm -hmm. a pencil, a sticker, a crew neck, a tank top, whatever it is. A pencil? I don't know. Really? The teacher in you really is showing. Like the, like I just picture it being like our lightning bolts or like our logos, you know? Uh-huh. A pen, maybe, uh, not a pencil. pencil. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yep, because we're adults. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and I got you, boo, eraser would be pretty cute. Yeah. Because the erasers got you, boo. You know, you got to make mistakes. Like, oh, shit. I got you, boo. Messy action. I got you, boo. Erase it. <laughs> Edit. Let oh. us know all the things. Okay. Yep. Great. We'll see cool. you next week. Come cool, on cool, back. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Come on back. So happy you're here. Thank you for sharing your time and space and energy with us. And we hope that you resonated with something and we can't Get wait unstuck. to hear what they are. Get unstuck and unfucked in the right way. <laughs> See you next week. I, I got, got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. My face hurts. Thanks for being here, boo crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod. Thank you.